Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. It's one of my favorite songs, sung by Janet Paschal, sings a song written years ago by the Gaithers. She sings, Someone said that in each life some rain is bound to fall, and each one sheds his share of tears, and trouble troubles us all. I love that phrase, trouble troubles us all. But then in the course, it won't rain always. The clouds will soon be gone. The sun that they've been hiding has been there all along. Job said that a man's life is filled with trouble as surely as sparks fly upward from a fire. Few, if any of us, have lived charmed lives. And as the song says, trouble troubles us all. But what do you do when trouble comes? That's the question. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley. And all of this week on Daily Devotion, we've been talking about faith during the times and seasons of adversity. This is the question that David faced. What do I do when trouble comes? This man after God's own heart in the 31st Psalm said, Lord, help me. I am in trouble. David knew trouble. That giant slayer, that sweet psalmist of Israel, that man who was publicly anointed, not once, not twice, but three times. This man after God's own heart he knew trouble. Think about the life of David. He didn't have a good start on life. It's a theory that I've heard not once, but several times that David somehow was not counted amongst the sons of Jesse. Do you remember that Jesse excluded David as one of his sons when the prophet Samuel came to visit? David himself said, in sin did my mother conceive me. Some have theorized that Jesse was not really David's father. I don't know, that might be an idle thought, but it's interesting that David was pushed away by his own father from his own brethren. David was ostracized by his brethren and was sort of a loner in the family. He was attacked early and often in his youth. He played a harp to drive the evil spirit from Saul. It was hazardous duty. He not only had to play and sing, he had to watch out for javelins being hurled his direction. David was hunted like a wild animal. For what scholars believe could have lasted a dozen years, it was open season on David as a jealous, spiteful king searched for him to kill him. David knew trouble in the 31st Psalm, most scholars believe it was written on one of those occasions where King Saul was on a David safari. He was looking for that trophy. And it was here he said, oh, God, help me. I am in trouble. But after his description of that trouble, David said in verse 14, but as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. People of faith have what others do not have. Oh, we have the same troubles everyone else does. We're no strangers to trouble. But people of faith have learned something. We've learned to trade sorrow for joy. And we've learned to trade trouble for trust. 
David said, help me, God, I'm in trouble. Then he said, I trust in you, O Lord. In John 14, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, believe. The cure for trouble is trust. The antidote for anxiety is assurance. The remedy for worry is faith. It's one of the Psalms in the grouping known as mictums, meaning engraved in gold. Each of those six Psalms, Psalm 16, Psalm 56 through 60, each of those six Psalms are anchored in one of the most troubling times of David's life. Some of these Psalms have superscriptions, tiny words above the first verse that identify the exact moment when the Psalm was written. Psalm 56, when David was held captive by the Philistines in Gath. Psalm 57, when David is hiding from Saul in a cave. The 59th Psalm, when Saul sent men to watch David's house to kill him. The 60th Psalm, when David is surrounded by a host of the Syrians. You get this. These were troubling times in his life. Yet David took these troubling times and pointed the way to triumph. He practiced some sort of spiritual alchemy that transmuted the lead of despair into the gold of trust. In one of those Psalms, David said in Psalm 56, 11, In God I have put my trust, I will not be afraid. If you think about giving up, think again. God brought David through. He will bring you through. In daily devotion this week, I've been describing a faith that will see you through adversity. May my words today be like a spatula to pull you from the ceilings of life. You may be in trouble, but in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have trouble, but be of good cheer because Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Here are some things that you need to know when you're going through trouble. First of all, you are not alone. I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. You're not alone in this. Here's another thing you need to know. You will get through this season of trouble. God will help you persevere and get beyond the darkness into the light. Here's the third thing you need to know. You will get through this with your mind intact. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You will be better when this is over. Paul said in Romans 8, 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. But things aren't good will set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. But people don't care, Pastor. Well, give your burdens to the Lord, and He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. But I need help. God is your refuge and strength, always ready in help in time of trouble. But it's impossible, Pastor. This is where Jesus said that things which are impossible with men are possible with God. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. If God be for us, who can be against us? If you are facing trouble, Jesus can resolve that trouble. There are some 
who trust in chariots. There are some who trust in horses, but not us. God is our refuge. God is our strength. In a world gone mad, he hath made me glad. Psalm 92, 4. He lifts us from the miry clay. He rescues the perishing. He's the rock of refuge. He's the soul's staff. He's the shade and the sun in a bleached and weary land. He's my helper, and he is yours. Amos saw a day. Amos saw a day coming that the plowman would overtake the reaper. Amos saw that in the season of sowing and reaping, there would extend beyond the six months from spring to fall. There would come a fall to spring harvest. He saw a year-round harvest, something new. God was doing something new in the land. The ground cursed since the Garden of Eden had been rejuvenated on new things. Ordinary seasons of sowing and reaping were being disrupted on new things. Reapers, watch out. A plowman is on your hills. Not through harvesting, but it's time to sow again. Amos pictured a harvest so bountiful, so voluminous, that it could not be reaped before it was time to sow again. He saw a harvest that did not decay in the field. He saw a harvest that was not picked clean by the little foxes that spoil the vine or the fowl of the air snatching things away. Amos saw that a day of trouble was coming, but God was going to give double for the trouble. I'm not going to waste my time today to try to convince you that God blesses his people. If you have faith, you already believe that. You already believe that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Faith says more than what my times say. It matters what the timeless one says. Faith says more than what the flesh says. It matters what the spirit says to the church. Faith says more than what my body says. It matters what the creator of this body is telling me. When your hand is tempted to withhold, God wants you to extend, stretch forth your hand. God is about to break forth in your life. Where your strength has failed by half, where your grip has dwindled by half, where your finances have been drained by half or all, where your health has been depleted by half or all, Amos sees a God who can bless abundantly. I love what Isaiah said in the 61st chapter, the message rendering, because you got a double dose of trouble and more than your share of contempt, your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy will go on forever for all of your trouble double. This is what God is doing in this season of trouble. What you're going through is he is enlarging your harvest. Paul said that when we plow, we should plow in hope. We should reap in hope. We should look forward to and anticipate an enlarged harvest because a season of trouble is like a plow. It plows up the, the fallow ground. It prepares for the greatest harvest we have ever seen. Can I give you a kingdom principle we need to give what we need. Yes, that's the principle. Give God what we need. If we need a friend, be a friend to someone. If we need compassion, show compassion. If we need respect, show some respect. If we have a broken heart, reach out to the brokenhearted. If I give what I need, 
it will be given back to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Give God room. Give God room in the midst of trouble to work his plan. Quit looking down the road and trying to figure out tomorrow. Give God space to fill in the blanks. His ways are not our ways. If God brought you to it, he will take you through it. Remember that passage, in the beginning, God, and from nothing, he creates something. I don't understand it, but I don't have to understand it. I just have to trust him. That before I got to this day, he traversed this day already. And when I leave this day, he will still be in my today and in my tomorrow. He is omnipresent. There's nowhere he's not. He's omniscient. There's nothing he does not know. He's got everything figured out. Step back and give God some room in your life. For God loves to outdo himself. He loves to show himself strong. There are many miracles that God wants to do. You know that God is in a miracle-working mode when trouble comes into your life in immense doses. God sometimes moves the doubters in there where they can see that he gives you double for your trouble. He blesses. He lets your harvest be enlarged. So when trouble comes, and it will come to us all, get ready. Because in the midst of trouble, God is going to give you double, and he is going to enlarge this harvest. You've got faith to get through this time. Trust him in the midst of trouble and watch God move. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.